Hey there, I want to take a quick second to thank you for listening to the Focus Point Podcast. I hope that you find a blessing and encouragement through this episode. I hope that you'll share the episode with your family and your friends. If this is one of your first times catching us, or if you want to find out more about us, or if you want to listen to other episodes, please visit thepointoffocus.com, and there you will find our podcast archive as well as more information. Once again, that's thepointoffocus.com, and once again, I thank you for listening to this episode. Well, as we continue on in our strong series today, we are going to be doing something a little bit different. This episode's going to feel a little bit different as we dive in to what I believe God has for us to see. And this came with a little bit of dilemma as we as I was developing the series and we were trying to figure out what to do. I didn't know like if I should tag it on to what we talked about last week in Joshua 3 and 4 because as I said that was one scene and then or if I should tag it on to the beginning of the next scene in Joshua 5 and 6. And as of last week, I kind of still didn't know because I mentioned that we were going to look at the Jordan River scene, which is in Joshua 3 and 4, and we were going to look at Joshua 5 and 6 as the Jericho scene as the next time, right? So that would be this episode. But I just felt like God wanted me to to do this this way, and I, I, I think it's going to be good. Um, and I don't know why I say I think, because with all things God, God, with all things, it's good when you do it with God. And as I've said on this podcast before, God has the ability to, to change my plans because his plans are always better. So if you have a copy of the Bible, whether it's paper or electronic, go ahead and open it up. We'll be back in Joshua chapter four today. We'll be in, uh, verses 21 through 24, and then we'll look at Joshua five, one as well as we kind of dive into this review of this kind of section of the book of Joshua. And the reason why I say it's a section is because we looked at things God wanted us to be. And I didn't plan for that. That was something that God showed me along the way. And as we turn the corner here, because this is kind of like a, a hinging moment that we looked at, uh, the Jordan River crossing, it's kind of like this this hinging moment as now... Uh, Israel has a different approach as the book of Joshua goes on. So we're going to look at that starting next week. But these first few things that God wanted us to be, and we looked at Joshua chapter one, and I said that God wanted Joshua, Israel, and us to be strong and courageous because he's always with us. He's always for us and he's never going to leave us. And then because of that, we can be fearless And we looked at the first little story of Jericho and we looked at Rahab and how she told um, the, the people that Joshua sent in to spy out Jericho. She told them that everybody in Jericho is afraid of you. And we talked about how God wants us to be fearless because he's with us, because he's for us, because he's not going to let anything happen to us, because he's not going to leave us. We can, we can go with that kind of approach as well to anything that that God uh, wants us to be fearless because he's on our side. And if God is on our side, as Romans, as the book of Romans tells us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? And we should be able to live fearless because of that. And so, so we looked at that. And then last week, and this is where this kind of came, kind of comes in. Okay. Last week, we talked about being reminded 
and how God wants us to be reminded. And I encouraged you to go um, on and see how um, different thing, different ways that we've been reminded and different ways that you've been reminded. And I call them 12 stone reminders as we looked at that story and how Israel was reminded from stories that their their families had told them because this nation of Israel didn't see the Red Sea parting. The only people that did were Joshua and Caleb. But the other people had passed on and that was part of what God said. Like these people will not see the promised land. So they wandered until that generation was done. And now this new generation, and that's why Deuteronomy comes in and Moses restates the law that God gave um that God gave Israel back in Exodus at Mount Sinai. He's now repeating those rules and those those laws that God has for the nation of Israel. And but it's to this new group, right? So this Jordan River crossing, God reminded them of how he brought them out of Egypt through the Red Sea because they'd been told that. Right, they'd been told those stories, and and when you look at that, so that's how they were reminded here. But then God wanted them to have reminders for themselves, and we looked at it, and that's kind of where we're going to pick up here too. But like, they heard stories, and now they had stories to tell about how God continued to help them and how God continued to do something. But not only that, they had this monument of twelve stones, and I shared a story of how. When I was in Mackinac Island, I stacked some rocks to remind me that that God's got me, that God's in control, that God's never let me let me fall down, that God's always with me and for me, and He'll provide for me. All those different things. And so, but what we're going to do today um, is something that we uh, did a few years, uh, well, not a few years ago, actually, almost two years ago now. I should say, uh, from February through Easter of 2022, we did a series called The Last Night with Jesus. And in that series, we dove into John 13 through 17. And we looked at this last night with Jesus, the last 12 hours or so of Jesus. And we, we put ourselves in that space as we read through the text, as we saw what Jesus was trying to say and all of this, and we we dove down into it and we kind of tried to put ourselves in that space, how Jesus might be feeling, how the disciples might have been feeling, how even other people might have been feeling. And we tried to enter into that that moment. And even leading up into Easter, this this that very same moment, Right? Like, now Jesus is gone. Okay, so now what's going on? And we, we just kind of, how would the disciples feel about that? And what other people? And what was the, the atmosphere like? And, and so we're kind of going to do something similar here. Because last week I, we talked about being reminded, which is what I believe God fully wanted us to talk about. And he wanted us to see how, be reminded of how he's helped. Because that just gives us encouragement that he's going to help us in the future. Right? He's not going to maybe do it the same way as even this event. The Red Sea, big walls of water on both sides. Jordan, it just kind of stopped and stood up and they, they crossed on a path. Right, It was different, but it was the same. But God's not going to do the same thing twice, really. We don't see it very much in the Bible where he, he does the same thing twice. Even he tells Israel later, like... You know, he, he tells Israel at a different time. 
when he frees them from Babylon, he tells them that he's going to help them, but it's not going to be the same way that they've seen before. Because God doesn't want us to always be looking for what he's done in the past. And in that um, freedom from Babylon, he didn't want them looking for rivers to stand up on end and all of that stuff like that. He didn't want them to look for parted seas and different, like, he wanted them to see how he was going to help them in that way. Now, God wants us to be reminded, though. God wants us to remember how he's helped us. And so, when we look at what's going on here, that's not all that happened here. We've been in this series called The Journey to the Promised Land, and we've talked about steps. And we've talked about how we can either take steps toward God and what he has for us, or away from God and what he has for us. We can either take steps to our promised land, to our dreams, toward our goals, all of that, or we can take steps away from them. And those can be separated. We can either do it at both at the same time. We either take steps away to, from from God and our dreams, and we can take steps away from them or toward them, or we can do them separately. And and so, because it takes it takes effort, and that's kind of what's going on here with Israel. Like the this generation of Israel started to take steps under Joshua, started to take steps toward God. And as we continue through this uh, book of Joshua in this series, we're gonna see how that helped them how they were prosperous because of that but back the the previous generation right they had this wishy-washy kind of they would take some steps oh we believe in god and then they would take some steps back and all of that we we compared that to how we kind of do we'll take steps toward things and things are going good and then all of a sudden we'll take a step a different way and we'll wonder what happened so um so so that's what happened there and but they also took a step that was something they'd been wanting for a while. So let's read this, and then we will um, talk about it. Um, and, and before I, I notice, I missed a little bit. We're gonna um, a little bit of a review, but we're gonna go back. I talked about being fearless a little bit, but we're gonna see that come back up again. But first, let's read this in Joshua chapter four, verse twenty-one. It says, "Then Joshua said to the Israelites, In your future, your children will ask, What do these stones mean?'" You remember we talked about that a little bit last week, how when we're trying to help our help our children, we typically tell them stories from our past and how we've been in these moments and in these spaces and how we've tried to achieve our goals and everything like that because we want to encourage them. And that's what God, I believe, wants here. He God wants us to encourage our children with things that have happened in our life. That's why we experience them. And so, um, what do these stones mean? Verse 22, it says, Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried the river right before our, right before your eyes and kept it dry until, we, until you were across, just as he did at the Red Sea. It's just as he did at the Red Sea when, it dry, when he dried it up until we had all crossed. He did this so that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful. And so you might fear the Lord your God forever. So he's kind of that that last verse is saying, yeah, God did this so we know who's powerful and who's in control and who's who's got all of this and holding it all together. God can snap his fingers and change a lot of things. You know, as we saw with Jesus, God, um, as we saw with Jesus, he stood up on the end of a boat and told the waves to be still. God is powerful. If God can tell the water to stand up, he can tell it to calm down too. 
Okay? So, but what we see here is you crossed the Jordan. See, and what we miss is because it doesn't really blatantly say they, they stepped into the Jordan and this is what happened. Okay? So we saw a lot of steps being taken here. Okay? Since the beginning of Joshua. So we saw steps that they were listening to God. They were obeying what he said. Uh, then we saw steps that they did what God said um, in their uh, spying of Jericho. They did what God said as they they embarked on this journey to cross the, the Jordan River. They did what God said as they um, stepped into the Jordan, which, by the way, wasn't just like a little puddle. Like, it says in the, just above it here, it says um, the, the, the river... Uh, sorry, verse 17, sorry, verse 18, it said, As soon as the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant came up out of the riverbed and their feet were on dry ground, the water of the Jordan returned and overflowed its banks as before. And it also says in um, Joshua 3 that the water was, it, it was full. Like, it was overflowing its banks. It's like after a big rainy season, after a big, like, it was, it, the river was full. It was high, as we would say it now. And so... This was a, for the priests. This wasn't just like stepping out into a puddle and watching, like, or a creek. Like this was stepping into kind of like a heavy flowing river, and it took a step of faith to do that. It took a step of faith, and it took a little bit of steps for Israel because now they had a choice. They could have been like, "Eh, if we step out there, what happens if the water just falls back down?" You know, eh. but see what happened here is is God was keeping his promise as we've said throughout the series and it's been a little bit since I've said this but um, our theme throughout this whole series it's it's um, been God always keeps his promises but we must remain faithful and we must remain faithful to him when things don't seem clear because faithfulness to God's dreams or God's plans will be rewarded so have continued faith, better yet, have strong and courageous faith. So um, we've just been building that that theme. And so God is keeping his promise here, okay? This is a call back to Exodus 14. God took them out. So they stepped out of Egypt through the Red Sea. And they stepped into the promised land through the Jordan River. And it's so easy to miss this because this is what's happened on the other side of the Jordan. That was their land. That was the land flowing with milk and honey. That was the promised land. That was Canaan. But their work wasn't done. So let's pause here before we go any further. Even if you know the rest of the story, let's just stop here for a second. Okay. And be in this moment with them. Imagine. Uh, so imagine for yourself, like they cross this and when they stepped into the Jordan, and they stepped out of the Jordan, and they stepped in to the promised land. Whether it was theirs yet or not is not important. It's the fact that they were now put their feet on the land that God had promised them. And I get goosebumps with that. Can you imagine being in that moment? Because this is what this series has been about. The journey to this moment. Well, how, then how come the series is continuing? Because, just because we get to our promised land, it doesn't mean there's other things. 
and we're going to talk about, we're going to see what that means in a little bit as the series continues. But right now, in this moment, they are in the promised land. They are on the promised land. Their feet are finally there. Even if it's just after 40 years, right? They wandered for 40 years. Just that moment. But it was it was decades before that, too. This promised land that God had said was coming. I can't imagine this because we've reached some of our promised lands. And we've been using that as kind of like a working kind of gimmick or thought. That a promised land just represents our dreams or our goals. And I wonder, like me, because I can picture this moment because... We've stepped. I've stepped into goals and dreams and promised lands. I, I've put my foot in to achieve goals and to achieve promised land and stuff like that. And I'm sure you have too. So the reason why we can be here is just picture it now. Picture that moment when you reached a goal or you reached the promised land. Maybe it's just that 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 step. Maybe you just got that next promotion or you got that um, next. Um, thing and you or you put that um, last amount of money in your bank account and you reach that goal you reach that moment but that doesn't mean that the work stops right just because you reach that goal financially or with with your job or physically maybe it was recovering from a, an injury and your goals and all of that stuff and, and you reach all of them that doesn't mean that you just can stop right just because you reach a financial goal doesn't mean oh well that's it I did it. Now we can just, I reached a certain amount of money. Now we can just spend it all. That's not, that's not how it works. You want to keep that goal. You want to stay in that promised land. You want to, you want to stay where, where you've achieved. No one wants to go backwards, right? So picture that now. The Israelites have finally reached the land that God had promised them. And they have another promise with it. Because it says um, that God, it says here in, uh, I think it's Joshua chapter 4, but I'm looking because I don't really quite remember. Um, Joshua chapter 3, where it says that God will surely give these people. um, Joshua 3 verse 10, it says, Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perivites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites ahead ahead of you. So they've stepped into this promised land with another promise that just because that land is occupied doesn't mean that it's going to be for very long. And this is where we see it Turn the page, Joshua chapter 5, verse 1. It says, When all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings who lived along the Mediterranean coast heard how the Lord dried up the Jordan River so the people could cross, they lost heart and were paralyzed with fear because of them. Right back to that fearless thing. They stepped in and everybody had their attention. They had everybody's attention. People had their attention and they had their attention. Because now God had did something again. Because they were in fear because they they, um, crossed the Red Sea. We saw that in Joshua 2. Rahab said, 
we are in fear because God dried up the Red Sea for you. And now he did it with the Jordan again, and now you're in our backyard. We're, they're scared of them. God is powerful. And God wants us to accomplish our dreams and our goals. God wants that for us. And he'll help us do it. He helped the Israelites all along the way, but sometimes, like, we got to do it with God. I mean, not sometimes, all the time. We got to do it with God. Oh, and some people will tell you the people are successful without God. Are are they? Yeah, it depends on how you want to measure success. The Israelites were successful in some areas as they were going against God, but that doesn't mean that they were successful. Successful. They weren't successful to the full like God wants them to be. And in this moment where they crossed the Red Sea, and this little note here that Joshua um, is is that in this in this moment in this sorry in the moment here is like God is peeling back the curtain for us because maybe they didn't know that all the king everybody was afraid. I mean, they were told by Rahab that Jericho was afraid, but this is kind of like partially. Because it doesn't say, and God said to Joshua that all the people are afraid of you. This is God telling us that the people were afraid of Israel because of what God had done for them. And sometimes we run into that because people can be afraid of us because of what God has done for us. They can be upset at us because of what God has done for us and not them. But, you know, this once again pivots the point. This proves, sorry, not pivots, proves the point that we have God on our side and nobody's going to do anything to us. God's got us. God is for us. Who can be against us? And so that's why I wanted to take some time and just dive into this moment. And once again, talk about being reminded, being fearless, being strong and courageous not only that, but also being, um, uh, taking steps, right? Steps. I was going to say being steps, but that doesn't make any sense as we were going. But this is kind of why we're hinging this, this moment here. Um, that's why I called this episode Steps. Because the reminder here is that we have to take steps. None of this works that we've seen in j- the first few chapters of Joshua here so far. None of it happens without taking steps none of it happens if they didn't go scout out Jericho none of it happens if the priest didn't get into the water to help dry up the Red Sea none of it happens if Israel didn't cross the Red Sea none of it happens and none of it happens if they don't continue to do the things that they're doing Um, I'm reminded right now of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 where it says, um, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night and and be sure to obey everything in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. He's talking about the law there, but but to us, he's talking about the whole thing. That's what I just was talking about. We can be successful, but without God it's not going to feel the same when we're successful and we have God and we've done it with God it feels different we're successful to the full as I want to say 
So think about that. And so as we as we sit here in this moment, think about the steps. Think about the steps that we've taken. Are they steps toward what God has for us? Or are they toward what God wants for us? Or are they toward our dreams and our goals? And all of that, are they are they toward those things? Or are they going away from those things? And then we sit and get frustrated because we don't understand why God isn't helping us. We don't understand why. Because it goes together, right? We saw it, it, one of the biggest things that comes out of this whole Journey to the Promised Land series is Abraham. Abraham was trying to take steps, but he was taking steps in the wrong directions when he was trying to help God fulfill his promise. And we talked about that in our Look to the Stars series, how Abraham was too busy trying to help God. And he was trying, he was yelling, help God, but he was too busy trying to help God, right? He wanted God to keep his promise, but he was too busy taking steps backwards by trying to help God instead of just going with God and letting God do it. Noah is another prime example of how things go that that he did everything that God that God instructed him to do. He took steps with God, went with God as he built the boat and did everything that God said. And he was successful. Abraham was successful too, but it took a little bit of time to get there, right? God gave Abraham everything that he wanted, but he had to wait longer for it because of what he did. Moses I mean, Israel too, in this, in this big over kind of over arc here, um, God um, told them they were going to get to the promised land. And it just took them a long time because they kept taking steps toward it, then away from it, then toward it, then away from it. And it even cost a generation of people the promised land, the people that probably wanted it more than anybody else. I'm not saying that this this point, right? Because this, like I said, this is a new breed of gen, a new generation of Israelites that actually get the promised land. But it doesn't mean they were any more excited or any more like longing for that land. But the people that had gone out of Egypt had been slaves in Egypt and all of that, and were supposed to get this promised land, were now not going to get it. And Moses himself didn't even get a chance to get it. So steps are important. And it's, it's good to know that, that God is with us. No matter what steps we take, God is always with us. That's what it says. Do not be afraid, for the Lord is with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. Right? Don't be afraid. I will never fail you or abandon you, is what he's told Joshua. So God is with us, but God is like stepping, and then we kind of like, oh, we get distracted, or we go, and, and then we get mad. Oh, well, why isn't this working? Kind of like Abraham. Why isn't this working? Well, because we got off the path. We got off course a little bit. So that's last week it was how, like, what What are your 12 stone reminders? Carry that through this week too. Maybe you didn't, maybe you couldn't find any or maybe you didn't see any or maybe you did and you want to keep doing it. Keep checking out for those reminders about how God has helped you, how God has encouraged you, how God has been with you, how God is for you. All of those things do that. But also... Think about the steps that you've taken. When we're frustrated, and maybe you're mad at God right now. Maybe you're so upset with God because he hasn't helped you fulfill any of your promised lands, your dreams, your goals. You haven't gotten anywhere. And think about the steps that you've taken with him, against him, to him, away from him, and toward your goals, away from your goals. And just think about those those moments this week. And um, I hope to see you, hope to see you next week as we continue on in this series as we now 
embark on this, I guess would say the work part of this promised land thing. Because as I said, when we get to the promised land, that doesn't mean that it's all rosy after that, right? Just because our bank account reaches a certain amount or because we reach a certain point in our, our, our work and our, our job or whatever, and we get promoted or our marriage or whatever it is, right? We get to a certain point. Oh, we made it to that point. And then we just stop working. We can just stop it all now. We've reached that. No, that's not the way it works. And so we're going to dive into, as I already kind of said, the Jericho scene. And um, if you looked ahead, you know what's coming. Um, if you're familiar with the Bible, you know we're going into the story of Jericho. So I'm excited for next week, though, because I've seen some new things in this story as well. So I encourage you. Remember how God has been for you, been with you, been there to help you, provided for you, all that stuff. Oh, those reminders are good. But also um, think about the steps and see what steps you've taken and see where those have led you or where they ha – see where those steps have taken you pretty much. And I hope to see you next week.